Welcome to the Inspired Leader, the podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone. All of my life, I've been passionate about leadership. I've been a senior level leader in the hospitality industry since 2005, growing a chain of franchise restaurants from one unit to 12, spanning across Northern Alberta. And during that time, I've been on a journey to discover what leadership means to me and how I can utilize it to show up in my career and in my life. What I've found is that the most impactful, the most meaningful experiences that I've witnessed or been a part of as a leader have come when we connect with our hearts. Over the past decade or more, I've honed in on and refined a leadership model that speaks to this. I have developed numerous programs that help leaders deepen their understanding of the impact they can not only have on their careers, but also on the world around them. And now it's my mission to share this model of leadership through a heart-centered focus with the world. I'm the founder of The Inspired Leader, through which I mentor and coach leaders. I facilitate engaging and inspiring workshops that help you think outside of the box and connect with your heart and your emotions. And I also deliver keynote speeches to inspire and motivate teams to engage in their own personal leadership style in a way that's authentic to them. It's my hope that through these podcasts, you feel inspired to go out and challenge yourself to try new things as a leader, to show up in the world maybe just a little differently, and hopefully find a deeper connection with who you authentically are. Thank you for being here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Inspired Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Stone, and as always, super excited to be here. I um, have an amazing conversation today uh, that I'm so excited to have, and I've been waiting to have. So um, this woman that I have in front of me today has uh, totally inspired me in the time that I have met her. I love speaking with inspiring women, and Lindsay is absolutely one of those. So I'd like to introduce you to Lindsay Friesen today. Now, she has been uh, an executive with an oil and glass gas company for the last 12 years, which is <laughs> amazing. I'm sure that's been an amazing career. Um, but in the uh, last year or so, she has become inspired to start coaching other women and uh, help them have the success that they want in their lives. And so um, I think we're both really connected on that level. And uh, yeah, Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. Th thank you for having me. I feel so privileged to be here and thank you for those kind words. I feel the exact same way. I think our love for leadership and culture and bettering people's lives is what brought us to get together. And we kind of met through Santa Yeg when we got to take part in the initiative. We brought SharePoint to the table. And I think I felt an instant connection to you. And then we got to connect later. And as soon as I got off that call, I was like, yes. I'm going to work with this lady somehow, even if I have to stalk her and force my way in. And, you know, and we, we did get to work together and it was absolutely amazing. So this is just so exciting. It's such a great opportunity for me to be here. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I agree. I'm just feel so grateful for the time that we've had together. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk, like, I really want to focus our conversation around coaching today because I mean, that's what I do. And I just think it's so powerful. Um, I know you just finished your program. So congratulations. Thank that's, you. 
so amazing. I remember when I finished my program, I was like, oh my God, the world is my oyster. I was so excited. I was like running out of class and I just felt like so, so free. Um, and I know you took the same program I did. I'm wondering what, um, for you has been the greatest learning from that time and gaining that education for you and coaching. What, what do you think has been the biggest insight for you to help you move forward as a coach? Oh my gosh, there were honestly so many to name. That was such, such a learning curve for me in the best way possible. I think patients sitting with a client and allowing for space and not rushing. I think that I'm somebody that my job has always been kind of like, whoa, 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 go here, go there. So that was really difficult. And also every time I was in front of a client, because I just want to perform and I want to do well, and I want them to feel like I'm worth what they pay. Sometimes I would catch myself wanting to perform for them and give them solutions. And that's not coaching. And it took me many sessions to sit and be like, follow the model. It yeah. works. And that involves taking a back seat. It's not about me. It is about the client and the magic that they hold with inside. So I would say those two were probably my biggest learnings and they were tough, but I feel like I'm getting a better handle on them now. I think that that's a really important point that you make. And for anybody listening that, that is a coach or coaches other people, that's so important because when we start to get to a place that we're guiding the client, we're no longer serving them. Right. It's like, uh, I always say to my clients now, I'm not committed to being right. I'm only committed to serving you. So if what I say doesn't land, it doesn't like resonate with you. Tell me like, that's cool. I need to know because um, if I'm saying things that aren't connected with you, I'm now probably guiding your thinking and that's not my intention, right? All I'm doing is offering, offering thoughts and, <laughs> and things to think about. Right. So, yeah. And I think, um, you hit on another part there too, is like the, I think they probably said this to you in the program, but I always took this from the program was that the greatest gift that you can give another human being is the gift of actually truly listening to them. And I think that that is like the power of coaching. That's like the magic of coaching. And like when clients come to you, I'm sure you're seeing this too. When they come to you, they already have everything they need within them. They just yeah. actually don't know how to access it. And that's why coaching, that's why coaching is so powerful. So I think, I think that's cool. Yeah, the, I have to touch on that listening point. That actually is so, so key. And I think in our regular lives, we are listening to respond. We have like, oh, I'm going to say this back or blah, blah, blah. And it is about sitting and you're not listening to respond. You are actively listening to pick up on those clues and those things that that client might be saying. And that in itself is one of the most powerful keys, like you said, to a coaching session. So yes, I'm really glad you brought that up. That is so important. Yeah, it is so important. And I, I think um, we don't, we don't always immediately consciously recognize what we're in the presence of it, but we absolutely unconsciously recognize and we leave with a feeling that is just like, it's next to none, right? It's, it's yeah. hard to even describe. So um, yeah, I think it's really important. And I think often people listen to this podcast who are interested in coaching too. So I think hearing these things help them uh, understand what they might get if they find a coach that they're aligned with, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you want to work with women? Yes. How do you want to help women? What does that look like for you? Um, yeah. What is your, what is your coaching business look like? So I think I want to work with women because 
obviously it resonates with me. And when I look back at my career, I had so many obstacles and challenges that I waded through, sometimes not getting the proper resources that maybe could have sped up those, those obstacles and made them a little less painful. And so when I look back, I try to think, how do I take those experiences and those successes and those challenges and my coaching experiences as well when I was being coached? And how do I help women and I'm so passionate about women I think in some industries we aren't always quite feeling the equality that we deserve Mm -hmm. I think sometimes um you know women can be labeled emotional or all of these things and it's easy for us to get into it especially with our personal lives and all that we have to do on the back end so I just want every woman to wake up and hit the ground in the morning and love their life and feel like their soul is on fire and feel like every day they can reach a little bit higher if they choose to. And so I just feel like from where I was in my 20s to where I am now, I'm so grateful for. And it's because of the coaches and the people. It takes a village mm-hmm. to get me to where I am today. And so I just want to be part of their village. Mm, I love that. And so, I mean, I wanted to get a little more specific, specific there as you're talking, because I think yeah. that that's so, um, yeah, it's so important, right? And we've all had these experiences. What are the experiences that you've had that have shown you that you can hit the ground running every day? Like, how do, how do you do that for yourself? And what does that look like? Oh, my gosh, I feel like that's a lot of mindset work. <laughs> you know, what? it's a lot of finding people that believe in me so I can believe in myself. Not every day do I wake up and I'm like, I'm amazing. I can get through everything. Sometimes you need those support systems to lean on. So I think in my experience, the more that I, that I have those interactions and I have those pieces to the puzzle, I can go out and fail confidently, Mm. have success confidently, speak confidently, even though I know I might be met with um, negativity or pushback. And and that's tough. And when you're in your own head every day and you don't have outside people to be like, hey, you live in this place where you're like not sure and and you don't have a lot of self-confidence to get you over the edge. So I think just having that shift in mindset and getting the proper resources has really helped me shift through the many obstacles that could have took me any direction, but they didn't. They took me here. What do you think some of the biggest obstacles you faced as a career woman in your life that have like really challenged you and challenged you to, I I know you've come out in a really positive way, but challenged you to think the way that you are now, what are some of the things that you've experienced? Oh, I've experienced, well, the oil and gas industry, um, you know, our company is not immune to a lot of the stereotypical things. We are heavily male dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was part of their senior leadership team with, the company um it was really tough i i often wondered is it hard for me to get buy-in is it hard for me my terrible communicator what is happening but it, it was a tough fit for me to come on to such a strong group of men and be a younger female and i got a lot of pushback often and when i would speak my truth sometimes it would come across as aggressive and i would get feedback that sucked mm-hmm. and it hurt and there were days I would go home and I would hold it together. But when I got inside, I would have a little cry about it. <laughs> I would be like, what is going on? And, you know, finding my fit there, but being true and authentic to myself probably caused me the most emotional disruption 
in my life, in my career. And it reared its ugly head repeatedly until I did so much personal work on myself and dug out those things and let the light hit them and decided that I wanted to be better, but I also had to understand the circumstances I was in. And be, when you are in a place and you have all these big dreams and you're this person and you live to your values, you can't force other people to do anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not your environment you belong in. Yeah. And it's really hard to sort that out. It is hard to sort that out, especially because mm-hmm. I think we often, like, I mean, we're working there for a reason. We feel connected. We love the people, <clears throat> right? On a certain level, but sometimes, um, yeah, just the way the business is run, what the business values versus what we value is different, right? And it's, I think like, that's part of the journey <laughs> of life. And I also, um, I'm working, I'm in my, my, in the collective again, right now with, with a new group. And so we're doing a full six months and we're talking about the importance of values and how, uh, I think like when you were in the collective, we talked about how like our values might change. I actually believe now that our values will change. (laughs) I think our values will shift and change through our entire life. And so working somewhere for 12 years is, is a real, um, testament to being actually, I think, adaptable and malleable because the company's values generally don't change, <laughs> but I'm sure yeah. you've changed and evolved just as I did for 17 <laughs> years at Original Jones, right? Like yeah. I changed and evolved that whole time, but found ways to continually stay connected to what that company mm-hmm. was about mm-hmm. um, so that I could learn and grow. I think you also had like a really interesting point there about, uh, let me go back through my brain. <laughs> oh, you were talking about <laughs> the personal work because I yeah. think a lot of um, women will show up and say, I need to learn to be a better leader. (laughs) I need to learn how to, right. I need to learn people better. I need to learn how to better conversations, but so much of this is internal work. It's how we show up. It's how we see ourselves. It's what we say to ourselves. You know, um, what, what would you say to a woman who showed up (laughs) and said, I need to be a better leader? How would you coach them on that? Oh my gosh. It's inside of you. A lot of it starts with peeling back who you are. Well, what do you want in your life? What are your current values? And how are they fitting in your current situation? I think to women's response to something often is, I got, I got to get more education. Like I said, I got I to gotta do all these things. And I think the research so shows that men often don't respond that way. They don't, their brain doesn't necessarily go to, I better do all these things to get ahead. And I think women are really, really critical of themselves and really, really hard. And I think a lot of us walk around and we haven't even exposed a fraction of our potential Hmm. because we, we kind of tend to get in our own way. I know with my own experience, it was that lack of confidence and that lack of validation and self-doubt that kind of carved its way inside of me and was really preventing me from taking massive steps forward I I would honestly I would I would challenge them in a very healthy way to to provide evidence that tells me that they're not a good leader because often it's not Mm fact-based it lives up it it rents a space in your head that it should not yeah yeah and I think And I I think, I think we just kind of went full circle there, but it goes so back to that mindset, right. That you started talking about and um, yeah, just like how we approach the situations that we have in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So what is your dream? What is your vision for your coaching programs? Uh, I didn't say it at the start, but it's Lindsay Daniel, the, ins- the ambitious, I want to say inspired, yeah, the, the ambitious. ambitious coach. What's your dream? What's your vision? Where do you want to take this? I mean, like, I, I'm assuming you're kind of feeling the world is my oyster thing right now <laughs> out of school. And I hope you're excited. Like, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Oh my gosh. So many places here, right? <laughs> I do feel like the world is my oyster. You know, I think um, when I was thinking about the name of my business and I chose the ambitious coach, I chose it because I'm ambitious and ambitious used to be like a dirty word. Oh, she's ambitious. Oh, that's like greedy or something. And I do not view, I think ambition is a powerful word and I want to be ambitious about my clients and I want them to be ambitious about themselves. And I want to change as many people's lives that will allow me into their homes and into their hearts but I one client at a time. I want to be present. I want to make space. I want to grow with them. As much as I'm helping someone grow, they are giving me something in return. They are giving me growth on my journey of building my business to something that is helpful. I think to being in the oil and gas, my experiences led me to this place of wanting to make true impact and what was the avenue that I could do it. And this was the one. And I want to give back to the, to women, like the many women that gave to me during my career when I was in reps and I needed help. So I want to grow my business to as large as I can take it with still being authentic and genuine and providing people magical experiences that put them on a trans, a a path that transforms them. Yeah. I love that. What was it? What was it about coaching? Like what attracted you to coaching? Why was coaching the answer for you? Cause there's, I think there's a lot of different avenues, especially us as women can go to support other women, right? Yeah. I and mean, we could get into healing. We can get into all sorts of different things, but why right. was, why was coaching the choice for you? Oh, why? that's a really good question. So I am actually a huge believer in education and normally I just go and I'm like, I'll just take more courses. I'm just going to do more <laughs> education. But there is nothing that replaces a one-on-one with a person that is there to challenge you, support you, ask you direct questions, to pull it out of you. You can read every textbook in the world. You can attend any school that you want. It starts in here. Mm -hmm. And there are people that have completed way less schooling than me and they go out and they kill it because it's in here and the only experience you get to have that pulls that out one of the many well one of the many experiences is coaching it is about you and your gifts and your magic and everybody has those unique qualities that you need to give to the world But if you can't pull it out, you need somebody else to kind of get on the other end of the rope and pull it out for you. So that's why I was so drawn to coaching. I think it is a form of personal growth that is not often replicated. Yeah. I think it's never replicated. Like I've had a coach for uh, five to seven years. I'm not sure now, long time in my life. And um, I've never had the same experience. (laughs) In a session, like every session has been different. And I find that like you're saying it's magic. It literally is magical. It (laughs) It really is. And I think it's so important that, um, yeah, like once you see the value in coaching that you keep, 
if you're a coach, coaching others, but also being coached, because I think that that is just like, so, so important. I had a session with my coach yesterday and we were talking about my mastermind for tomorrow. Um, and I was like, I just like, I really just want to like brainstorm really powerful questions to ask, like really like shifting questions to ask yeah. in this session tomorrow. And we literally spent an hour as like equal thinking partners. And we were both <laughs> like jamming stuff down on paper. And we're like, this is amazing. And it was just like, it's so cool when you can have that experience with somebody else. And I mean, all different, again, all different experiences coaching. That was like a, Hey, let's, let's, let's equal think today. And let's, let's put our brains together. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You touched on education and yeah. education being important to you. Um, there is a, a thought or a, a theory out there that women feel the need to over-certify themselves compared to men. What's your thoughts around that? To my knowledge, from what I've seen in my personal experience, 110%. I can only speak to my experience. Men seem to have much more confidence to step forward, even if they actually don't have the information or the education to back it. Meanwhile, there might be a female with more education, but because she doesn't have that confidence, she's like, oh, should I bring myself forward for the role? Uh, and I actually found because I wanted to be validated and I wanted to fit with that senior leadership team. I was running around doing university courses like a chicken with my head cut off. And they did not, that, that did not seek me more validation. And I think it was a mix of mindset and confidence and get where you belong. Mm. You cannot convince people that you are worth something. You need to pick up and pack your bags sometimes and move. And, you know, throughout my career, that has been my number one struggle. And, and I've worked with coaches on it and how, how to get there takes a lot of work. It, it, you can't go years operating one way and then wake up and be like, flip the switch. Oh my gosh. And it has been tough, but I tell you where I am now, I have, I have a piece that I can't control anybody but myself and that's okay. I'm going to go over here and know what's good for me and where I'm headed and what my success looks like. And I'm going to put all of that energy in there. I can't give energy over here to my clients, my business, and my loved ones and my future. If I'm giving energy to people that don't hold a seat in my life mm -hmm. and they don't pay a bill and they're not part of my future and they're not contributing to success. Yeah. They're not part of the village. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. And yeah, that's okay. Is. They're part of somebody else's village. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. good for them. They're just not part of my village. Yeah. And yeah. And um, my mind's going back to the Brene Brown, right? The, the arena where she talks about how there's like, you know, there's the cheap seats at the back. Yeah. And sometimes we let those cheap seats in the front row. And like, I, I, I think as women, we tend to do that because we're caring, compassionate, <clears throat> some of our natural, um, ways of being right. We're nurturing all of these things. Um, but sometimes, you know, the things that people see as really great about women, sometimes those can be the things that tip us over the edge or can take us to the dark side or can like put us in a place, like you said, where we don't belong when we're not in like our, our village. Right. 
I think, you know, when I read a book called The Energy Bus and it's about, you know, everybody has a bus and sometimes people don't belong on your bus and that's not a bad thing. There's another bus waiting for them, but you have to take control and get them off your bus. And I have honestly really struggled with that. Um, I think I always thought, oh my gosh, they like me. (gasps) I, 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 I got to hold on to that. I just, you know, oh, it, it wouldn't matter what they were. And I'm like, why am I living in a place of scarcity and self-doubt to where if anyone shows me kindness, I'm like, oh boy. And I'm like, that is a terrible place to be. Yeah. I want to be, if someone doesn't like me, that's actually okay because I'm not meant for everybody. And if I was part of every social circle or every work circle, what would I be sacrificing in my life and in my emotional stability to be part of that mm-hmm. and I'm like when I think back now I'm like that is crazy I would never tell my daughter or someone I loved I would never give the advice that they should do that so I shouldn't be doing that yeah we're always so hard on ourselves oh. <laughs> this is totally true oh, totally true God. like yeah I mean I just think that that's a lifelong lesson for me <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep learning that the, one the universe yeah. just keeps bringing the lesson back <laughs> yeah Totally, totally does. <laughs> One question I always like to ask on this podcast that I think I think is important <clears throat> is uh, it's about inspiration, obviously, because I, my company is the inspired leader, and that's really important to me. I like want people to feel the same as you, right? You yeah. want them to feel amb- ambitious. I want them to feel inspired. I want them to wake up and be inspired to live their life every single day, and to know that they can achieve whatever they set their heart to, and that that anything is possible. So I always like to ask, what does it mean to you to be inspired? That's a good question. What does it mean (laughs) to me to be inspired? Hope. It means like hope. It means to want to do better. I think to be inspired is to feel an energy inside of you. It's, it's a feeling, it's a movement. It is energy. It is synergy. I think when I think back to the people or the events or the times that I've felt inspired, you kind of feel like you go to walk through a wall. You're like, ha, I can do this. You know, you go to a motivational speaker and you hear them and they're so powerful. And you're like, whoa, and you leave and you go home and you tell your loved one, like, I just went and heard the speaker and I think we should do this. And it literally lights a fire in your stomach. Yeah. And I think every time you feel inspired, you have to hold on to that. You have to encapsulate that and carry it around with you and remember your why and let all of those inspiring moments funnel in. And I really try to do that because sometimes I get stuck and I'm like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this or what's going on? And, and I think I try to think back to those people in those times where my heart fluttered and I felt butterflies in my stomach because they inspired me. Mm-hmm. I find gratitude really helps me connect with the inspirational things that have happened in my life or like uh, ignites that feeling inside of me and like kind of, yeah, I always think about it as like my internal flame. And so when my flame is burning lower, (laughs) um, I need to find a way to stoke it, right? I need to find a way to throw some extra (laughs) fuel on that fire. And so gratitude for me is like always the key. Um, When you're feeling uninspired, what do you do to get inspired again? I love the gratitude thing. I do a daily gratitude practice and that is very helpful. 
Um, I want to say that I really lead uh, lean on resources like books and things like that. I think there are so many people that have walked before me, like mm-hmm. yourself, and people that I don't know that wrote these lovely books, <laughs> and they have burned these paths because they woke up one day and decided that was enough. Mm-hmm. And that continually inspires me that they've done it. I can do it. Look at Allie. Look at all these people that I love that I just admire because they are doing what they said they were going to do and they aren't settling for anything, but just the best. And I, I really try to pull from those resources to re-inspire me on why I'm doing what I'm doing. What, what's it like for you stepping out into something <clears throat> new. Um, I'm going to make the assumption that some days, and I think you're kind of hinting at this, that some days you feel imposter syndrome and that that can be hard. What is it like for you when you experience that? And what do you do about that? Because I know that's a thing, even for me still to this day, I think I will experience it forever. Um, And it's a tough one to think about. And I think it's something we deal with with clients too. So I think it's a good topic. Oh, 100%. Do I experience it all of the time? Um, it is hard. It actually almost sometimes garners a physical response. I just feel down. I almost feel a little bit sick to my stomach because something that I always, I'm very prideful in what I do and I want to do good work. And this is a new space for me. Although I'm passionate about it, I'm like, ah, let's change the world. It is still very scary. And every step I take doesn't feel solid. And sometimes I take a step and the, the just cracks out from underneath me because I'm in new territory. Oh, what I try to do is not freak out. Like when I do a story on Instagram and then an hour later, I'm like, delete it. That's terrible. And I have to restrain myself. Like you're not deleting it. This is who you are. So people are not liking what you put out there then they're not your people. You are searching for your people, but it is, it is tough. It, it takes really sitting down and reflecting on past wins and on past accomplishments for me to be like, it's okay to be in a new space. You're in a new space, but you have skill sets. So I I think too, when you start something and you're used to being successful in one area of your life, You're like, why isn't success happening? Why do I have one like? It takes a long time to make that space happen. And if you're not patient like me, and you wonder why you just can't make it happen, growth is one of the best gifts, I think, in this process for me, for teaching me things. But I will tell you in those moments when I first started doing my Instagram stories is a good example I was struggling so much. Should I be doing this? Who am I? Who is going to give me money for me to then tell me? And those are real thoughts. And I was like, you really got to sit down and make a list. Like what is factual and what is emotional? What have you done in the past that has done well? And if you're having a real struggle, write it down. And what can you do? What is the solution? But I'm a very emotional emotionally driven person. And that is very tough for me. And that is actually even hard for me to say, because I think in the past, old Lindsay would have never went down this path. 
because it was uncomfortable. It was scary. It was new. And it mean I had to be vulnerable and I was going to fail. And that just would not have happened. So I'm almost proud. Here I am failing and doing Instagram stories. Nobody likes, you know, so here we are. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that you're failing. That would <laughs> definitely not be a word that yeah. I would use, but uh, yeah, it's interesting how hard, again, we kind of go back to this, but how hard we can be on ourselves. I think that the, um, the imposter syndrome can really stop us in our tracks if we're not careful. Right. And I think, um, I think I've seen this a lot over the years, uh, with myself included, where I haven't gone out and done what I was capable of, or others haven't because of these feelings and these thoughts. And I think it's really important to remember that. Yeah. Like you said, how factual are they <laughs> or are they just emotional, right? Is it just like our emotional brain trying to, trying to keep us safe because ultimately we're just scared, you know? Yeah. And when we're growing, it's uncomfortable and uncomfort, discomfort causes fear. And so it just all triggers this reaction. But if we can start to understand that that discomfort leads to something amazing, yeah. you can start to like shift your perspective on it. Right. But I always have to remind myself, I'm like, Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. Right <laughs> Even last I night I was like, it's like looked at my husband and I was like, everything is new. Everything oh, yeah. right now is taking so long. And I'm just like, God, you know, like, you're just like in this state of resistance. And he's like, it's okay. You're growing. And I was like, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> I definitely needed that tonight. That is <laughs> so true. Like, oh, I've got my stuff done. Right. But yeah, sometimes it can feel like what really is only uh, like like a, like a molehill can feel like a mountain <clears throat> because it's so new and you have no idea where you're going and you're carving the path. But the important thing about that is when you're carving the path, it's yours. Yes. I love that. Yeah. And so I think that that's really beautiful. What do you think it means to have or takes, let me ask you this, what do you think it takes to have a business that changes the world? My, my initial response when you said it was heart, soul, and authenticity. Mm, if I'm being honest, right. that was the first thing you came to it. And I think because, you know, your why and your values, they're, they're in you. That's your heart and your soul. And being authentic is being true to yourself and being true to those values and your personality. Even when the world pushes against you mm -hmm. and says no, and even when doing the right thing sucks, you do it anyways. And I think having a successful business at the end of the day is still about personal relationships. And when I think about my business and, you know, the longevity that I hope it one day has, I, I, I look at those three things. As long as I can remain genuine and authentic to myself and my clients, and I am genuinely doing good work and serving, like we talked about, mm -hmm. people. I believe not just in coaching, even in the oil and gas industry, for example, that is about relationships. It is relationships with our people, it is relationships with our teams and our clients and our vendors. And at the end of the day, we're all just people mm -hmm. who want to have an authentic connection and feel like we're valued. It, it kind of goes back to the other things that I'm super passionate about, like heart-centered leadership. And, and we talk about this lots. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, when I look around me, a lot of the businesses that are successful and I say, I know the owners, it is because they are so good with people. 
Hmm. And they, they want their business, whatever it is, to change someone's life in some way that coordinates with that product or that experience. And there is something so innate and magical about that and remarkable. And it says something about that business owner. So that's what I would say is heart and soul and authenticity. No, oh, I love that. I think that's so nice. And um, yeah, I mean, our our why is so incredibly important, right? And I think we can often get um, like lose track of it along the way because of the, all the things we've talked about today, <laughs> but we can lose track of it or lose sight yeah. of it. But when we can reconnect with that, I think through our heart, um, we, we, we find our, you know, ourselves in a place where we can realign and we do realize that it's mm-hmm. all about people, that it's all about connection, that it's all about uh, being genuine. Right. And like mm-hmm. showing up, I would say like, show up as you like yeah. being unique. Although the kids in school told you it wasn't cool. Let me le- let you in on a little secret. It actually is really fucking cool. Yeah, it's your superpower. It's your superpower. Totally your superpower. Like lean into that stuff, right? And then you will always, you will always find your way. And I think those are, those are the entrepreneurs. Those are the business owners who are going out and changing the world because they're bringing what's uniquely them to the world. And it's creating the impact that they were brought here to do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I think that that's amazing. I, I know you will create the impact that you were brought here to do. <laughs> I, am fully confident. <laughs> I am fully confident that, um, but as we start to wrap up the podcast, are there some final thoughts that you would like to leave with the listeners today? You know, I kind of want to say something about coaching. I think sometimes people don't understand coaching or they're like, what's well, coaching? Like, why would I would, why would I need one? And, and nobody needs a coach. However, I think that if you love personal growth and you want any kind of movement in your life, a coach is the best tool to do that and research it and do sample sessions and find a coach that matches your energy. If I'm not your coach because our energy doesn't match, that is okay. I will happily recommend you to other coaches because I believe it is a tool that you can have in your toolbox that is going to help you get through the obstacles so you're not alone. It's going to help you get on that path to success. And I think it's just an area sometimes where people just don't fully understand, but don't hesitate to get a sample session from any coach Mm -hmm. and experience coaching to see for yourself. So, you know, sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to get where you need to go. And I swear, I know that firsthand and I know Allie does too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's such an important thing. Cause I think if you're a good coach, you offer, you offer a sample session because you know, the importance and you know, the hesitation with trying coaching. But once you try that sample session, if that coach is the right fit for you, it's an incredible experience. And not all coaches are the right fit for everybody. Like I've had many sample sessions that I was not the right fit for that person and nor were they for me. And we were both clear on that and I was able to refer them out. Right. So, um, I think that that's really important too. And so, yeah, I really appreciate you saying that if the listeners want to find you, Lindsay, where can they find you? Oh my gosh. Well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is Lindsay Friesen and Instagram is LD Friesen. Um, also I will have a website coming out shortly, www.theambitiouscoach.com. And so, yeah, find me and I would love to give a sample session or work with anybody that feels like this podcast spoke to them. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. 
thank you for being a coach. I think we need more amazing coaches in the world. And I think it's just such an important thing to do and such a beautiful way to give back. So uh, I'm really proud of you. And I'm just, yeah, so excited to see where you go with this and, and, and all the success that you have. So thanks, Lynn. Oh my gosh. And thank you so much for having me. This has been an incredible experience. And I just feel so fortunate to share a screen with you. So thank you so much, Allie. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. It's been an honor sharing this podcast with you. If you like it, share it with a friend. We're always made stronger by supporting one another. And if you'd like to learn more about The Inspired Leader, you can find me at theinspiredleader.com, The Inspired Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Stone underscore underscore, A-L-L-Y, and LinkedIn at Allie Stone. I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to connect. 